Good morning and welcome fellow sovereigns. <laughs> the uh, technology was doing something weird then. Um, I woke up this morning and I couldn't think what to talk about. And I've committed to doing just, just my own commitment. Committed to doing this every day. Just to see if I can. And nothing was in my brain except this phrase. I went for a walk and never came back. And it won't go away. So I thought, well, okay, that's the phrase for the day. I went for a walk and never came back. And as it happened yesterday, I did go for a walk up the Papamoa Hills, which was quite good. A little, little bit painful coming down. Um, because this old fella's got no cartilage in his right knee and about 10% in his left knee. So uh, going up was, was good. A bit puffy. <laughs> and I came down. And I didn't, I left some of me behind. A lot of sweat, <laughs> a little bit of blood. <laughs> and um, so in a way, I did go for a walk yesterday and I didn't come back. Because, yeah, every moment we are using up energy, we're using up cells. We are releasing ourselves and apparently everything every cell in our body is being replaced and some are being replaced almost day, uh, daily and I don't know which is which apparently the bones they take longer so I think the bones are totally replaced every seven years but I could be wrong I'm not a doctor and some are replaced daily probably our bloods are replaced daily not sure eyebrows whatever so we are not the people we used to be physically and that's just a physiological truth. Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> My computer wants to talk to me. Uh, but more importantly, well, that's important in itself because I feel like I have, um, so I've had a major problem with my knees for the last 20 years. And walking's been really painful. And so when I did, got some scans done, x-rays and all that drama, um... Two or three years ago, they said that I had no cartilage in my right knee and about 10% in my left knee. And so the bones were rubbing on bones. So walking was very difficult. <clears throat> well, it was easy. Just painful. Just really, really painful. <laughs> and so it's been strange because I was booked in to have a knee replacement in... April last year, I think it was. And I think my mind has stopped it happening because I've always wanted to heal it naturally. I've always had this idea that I could grow the cartilage back somehow. Meditation with better diet, with exercise, prayer, whatever you call it. Intentional um, intentions. <laughs> Declaring it so. And I've been very resistant to having an operation. Obviously, 20 years. I should have had it done 20 years ago. But I just didn't want to get somebody in there with a knife and chopping my body up. Just doesn't feel right. And so I was, due, so I was on the waiting list for a year. No, at 18 months in Brisbane. And then I was due to have the operation in April. And the week before, I, I was all prepped up and ready to go. I'd had a couple of visits to the hospital. And yes, yes, this is all go. And 
had the lecture about getting all sorts of funny, I don't know, they wanted to um, inject me with stuff so I wouldn't get a cold. Well, anyway, I was going to say no to that. And they wanted me to wear masks and all that funny stuff. Anyway, we had lots of discussions. So, I was ready to go in April. The week before, out on my bike, like I do every morning, and this dog rushed up and bit me, attacked me. Bleeding quite seriously, and I had trouble actually just walking because of that. Anyway, so I got home, patched myself up, and went to a doctor and got it properly patched up. But of course, because I had a, a wound, they wouldn't operate on me. So they said, okay, look, well, let's just... We'll put it off for a month, and when you've had your when it's repaired, um, so I didn't fall off the waiting list and have to start again. They just said let's review it when you've your um, the scars have healed up, and then I had to come to and then in May I was about to have it, and then I had to come to New Zealand, my mother's funeral, and so I didn't get it. And by the time I went back to Australia, I was too long away and I had to go back on the waiting list for another, it's now 18 months. So I'm still waiting for that. But I actually, my mind actually doesn't want to do that. And so I keep creating um, blocks to having it happen. So first was the dog bite and the second was trip to New Zealand. And it didn't happen. And so I can blame the world. But actually, my choice, my real deep choice to not have surgery, kind I think, created outer events to have it happen in alignment with my choice. The other thing that's happened, mysteriously, is that the cartilage in my left knee is growing back uh, against all medical, um, what do you call it, scientific knowledge cartilage doesn't grow back you just have to have new ones and we can inject you and it lasts for a month or so but anyway so whatever you call it whatever i call it prayer meditation visualization and some diet um, stuff health products that i'm taking flaxseed and a few other things <clears throat> it's growing back even though the doctors say we'll never do that so it's growing back. So as I said before, all of our tissues are growing anyway. They're growing, are being replaced all the time. So why not grow more where there has been a deficiency? So that's really good. And I had a treatment the other day from dye, and that actually, I think, accelerated the uh, my left knee. There was an amazing lot of stuff happened. It was really quite painful while the pro while the um, procedure was going on. And it was a very hands-off procedure, shall I say, um, body talk. Uh, so it was a lot of, quite a lot of pain going up and down from ankle to hip. But I can walk on my left leg now without pain. And that goes against the medical uh, model. So my decision is that since my left knee... As I thought, I, I kind of knew this would happen. But now that it's proven that it's happened, that i.e. the left knee is getting better, it's really accelerated my... Is that the word? Accelerated my knowing. 
<laughs> or confirmed my knowing in a much stronger way that I can uh, bring back the uh, cartilage in my right knee and have the arthritis go. So in a sense, every day I go for a walk and I don't come back. Another person comes back physically because there's new cartilage growing and there's new everything, new eyes, new nose, new blood cells, new liver, new bones. Every day there's a new bit of me. So that's on a physical basis. And probably more importantly is on an emotional basis and I'm sure the physical follows the emotional. So if we are doing our, or Lynn um, the other day, she called it shadow work. Um, Mel Gibson calls it hugging the cactus. There's, it's like dealing with the uncomfortable, the pains that we have, the, the parts of our lives that we wish to change that are running away from them, we embrace them and deal with it. So that's apparently called shadow work. And so if we do that personal growth stuff, and there's a hundred ways of doing it, <clears throat> I'm sure the physical body follows, and I it, it kind of heartens me to think that my knees are getting better, because to me it's a sign that I'm doing... The internal work. I could be wrong. I have been known to be wrong before. Just once, but yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so if we are doing the internal work, if, I mean, I used to have a major anger problem 40 years ago. I was particularly angry at my father and the way I perceived that he treated me. And so I took that anger out on everybody else. And that anger is gone. Well, I've, <laughs> I have released it in a very <laughs> purposeful way, in lots of different ways. And so that's just a sign that we are doing the work. If there's bitterness or anger or disappointment or whatever that we used to have on a continuing basis that's not there now, then we are not the same people that we used to be. We have gone for a walk and we didn't come back because another person has come back. And it's quite interesting to, for me to come back now to Tauranga, where I used to live for 20 years, 15 years ago. I thought I would be in love with Tauranga and I may well stay here, I don't know. But I've been going through quite a process and I'm not seeing it as this wonderful place as I did before. I mean, it's, it is a beautiful place. There's no one can deny that. It's, it is amazing. What I'm saying is the attachment that I have to it. That's the important thing. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> Got it for myself. My attachment to coming back to Tauranga is not there anymore. And my attachment to anything is slowly going. And I think that's kind of another proof of growth, I suppose, I like to think of. So when we have attachments to whether, and we've, I guess most people have had some kind of addiction in some way. 
addiction to being right, addiction to being wrong, addiction to being not good enough, addiction to not fitting in, addiction to feeling lost, addiction to feeling depressed, addiction to feeling angry, addiction to all sorts of feelings. And when we let those addictions go, and of course there's other addictions, the more uh, tangible ones like drugs and alcohol and I don't know, all of those, gambling and every, whatever, they're addictions, but the, the addiction to the feelings, they're more important in a sense that if we can let the, our addiction to feeling lost or our addiction to feeling I'm not good enough or I don't fit in, if we can let those addictions go, then the outer worlds have no need to be here in our lives. And so when we let our addictions to not being wealthy, our addictions to not being successful and I'm always a failure and I'm always coming second or what, all of those addictions, they're addictions. Because an addiction is a persistent feeling or action. And usually the feeling precedes the action. So I feel I'm not good enough all the time then I will take that out on in some usually tangible way, some physical action. And it might be alcohol, it might be gambling, it might be something out there. But the gambling or the alcohol or the drugs always starts with an addiction to a feeling, a feeling of not being good enough, of not fitting in. Who am I to be in this world? Who am I to be whatever? And so when we let those addictions go, addictions to feelings, everybody else is having more fun than me. That was one of mine when I was a kid. Everyone else is having more fun. And then I did a workshop uh, in the 1990s, and they did this process to find our most frequent negative uh, voice, because we all have a voice that's going on in our head all the time. And mine is, who am I that anybody would want to listen to me? Which was quite a joke, because here I am, I'm a communicator. I was a teacher for 40 years. I'm a writer, I'm now doing this. And I can't help it, I'm a communicator. That's what I do. I just love talking to people. And who am I that anyone would want to listen to me? <laughs> it's kind of, and that's often the way. The kind of career we've chosen is often opposite or contradicts the voice in our head and we keep trying to push our career and push our career against this voice this is this kind of cosmic <clears throat> contradiction so when we're trying to find out what it is that our most negative feeling most negative voices just look at what you do most of the time And that will probably tell you, so the opposite of that may well be your voice. That's trying to get in the way of you doing that thing. <laughs> We're a funny lot, aren't we? So we have these addictions. These addictions to feelings. To feeling not good enough. I'm always too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm not handsome enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not beautiful enough. I have, I don't know. This fatty ears. I used to have really pixie ears and I don't know, they've just grown back. Um, but they're pointed. And so I used to get a lot of bullying or teasing about having pixie ears. And it bothered me. No, I don't give a damn. 
got ears. <laughs> Everyone's got two of them, and they, they both work. So I had an addiction to that, that feeling not good enough because I had pixie ears. So we all have these addictions to feelings about our physical body, feelings about our beingness, I'm not good enough, I will never succeed, I will never be whatever it is I want to be. Never be loved, I'm not loving, I'm not loved. <clears throat> so when we let those addictions go, when we first recognize them, we sit with them, I hug the cactus, do the shadow work, and allow them to go, we just sit with them, we become different people. And so we do, we go for a walk every day, and we don't come back. Another person comes back. So as I said, three days ago, I think it was the illusion about when I was on the yacht. Looking forward, it doesn't look like we're making progress. But it's helpful to look back and go, oh, I used to be angry all the time, or I used to be sulky all the time, or I used to be whatever. And now I don't have that. I had this iridescent, irreplaceable peace within me, or whatever it is we have, joy, silliness, and I don't mind being silly in public, I don't have any inhibitions about that, maybe that's what, what's happened, before we've been frightened of <gasps> what will people think if I, I don't know, do something in public, now we just do it, maybe that's another thing that someone's going through, so looking back we can see what we had, what we're addicted to, and what we aren't now. And so every day, we go for a walk, and we don't come back, because another person has stepped in. We look quite similar, but there is some little thing that was there yesterday that's not there today. So I just wish you... The fun of looking for those aspects of yourself that you're still addicted to. And just name them. And allow, as I said, just as if, it, as if the addiction or the behavior, whatever it is, is, is a part of salt in your hands. And it's gritty and it's hard and when you rub it, it's... So it's uncomfortable stuff. Well, it's bitter. So if we just hold that in our hands and just lower it into the ocean, the ocean will do the work. The ocean will dissolve it. And if we hold it for us for a moment, we'll look down and, and the salt has gone. And that's effectively what we can do. Just give it to universe, God, spirit, whatever we call it, that whatever is bigger than us, whatever we call it, allow our God self to dissolve it. Name it, claim it, and give it. So I wish you fun in looking for those addictions of feeling and allowing them to dissolve in the ocean of God. And I bless you and all who sail in her.